Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and uh, with me as always to talk all things cobbles and rain and racing and slipping and sliding and smashing and crashing because it was that kind of a race is my dear friend Sarah. Hello Dan. Oh Flanders, it's gone for a whole year Dan. I know, I know and to be honest I'm really really sort of sad but I'm also kind of relieved because uh, I mean as I said, fuck me it was a slippy, slidey, crashy race. It, wow. Yeah. I mean, both. it's interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes people are like, oh, it's because women aren't good at riding bikes. And then you watch the men and you're like, oh, you know, like, it was just calm. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, literally, to the point watching the men where I'm like, I actually am not going to watch this anymore because I don't think I can cope with seeing any more riders lying at contorted angles on the road with their heads on a cobblestone anymore. Yeah, no, clearly the conditions on the day were very, very difficult. And, I mean, I think that's often the case when... You know, um, when you get really heavy rain, it's actually easier to ride in that than it is in, in you know, that, that sort of lighter, you know, slick surface over everything kind of damp, wet rain. Um, but anyway, it, it was it was a pretty exciting race regardless, um, which is, is yeah. good. Um, I yeah, think I mean- the, the cool thing that, that um, sort of... I don't know. I guess. I guess for me, one of the things looking looking into the race was to to see where everyone was going to wind up because you know we've seen some we've seen some great form from several different riders, but this was sort of the first race where I was really looking to see. I guess maybe more of where the teams were at rather than just individual riders. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, this is. I, it's interesting because um, I, you've, if you follow our podcast, you'll know that I interviewed um, Emma Johansson and Ellen Van Dyke in the last fortnight, and both of them said the same thing about Flanders, that this is not a race you can win by accident. Mm. You know, you've got to be there all the time, and it's also one that, you you know, you kind of need your need your team, and, and that was interesting. I mean, yeah, I almost don't know where to start. Do you want to start with the team stuff? Or do yeah, you want to start with- or do we start at the beginning or do we start at the end? I mean, you know, should we just have a race to give away the ending? Or- usually, I was going to say, usually you do give away. You, usually I, you do- as I yeah. pointed out last week, I do always at least wait for the intro to be done because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> so, you know, fuck. <laughs> you know, I do understand the basic importance of foreplay. Even oh my god! No, wrong oh wrong god. metaphor. Too early. I, well, you know, not when it's all this crashing and bones breaking <laughs> and hey, you you, you do foreplay like your way. I'll do foreplay my way. Okay. Okay, and ladies, as always, if you'd like to date, <laughs> we promise he's not all elbows in awkward places. <laughs> Holy shit! I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, I. You know what I really liked about this, and, and I say this a lot, but I there's kind of, when I was reading back about the race, because it's quite hard to follow, because you're literally in the team car, you know, the, the, there's no nothing on TV, so we were following it through Twitter, and it was, the heroes of the day were obviously Richard Stieg from um, Bowles Dormans, and Semver Stieg from uh, Rabobank, the mechanics, and Rochelle Gilmore, and then... Um, uh, Jose has been doing the UCI women's cycling um, accounts, yes, um, yeah. and I, 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 it was hard. It was quite hard in places because you're literally the the action happens so fucking fast. You know, mm. like you're you're. This is the thing. It's like once you hit the first the Waldenberg, you're just 
climb, cobbles, cobbles, climb, 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 cobbles, cobbles. You know, when it's like yeah, seven yeah. kilometers, and, and it's all action. It. It's all action all the way. You know, it, it, it's. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think um, you know Gracie Elvin uh, wrote her her roundup of the race for cycling tips in their Inside Line series. Um, and she said, you know, like at one point she, she found herself in a break by accident, you know, where they, uh, she looked up and they were, they had five seconds and it was like, oh, I, I guess I see how this goes for a while. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, like, and then talking about how she was basically secretly hoping that they would be caught, but that it was easier to, to work a little bit in the break than to constantly be fighting to stay on the front. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, that's, that was just hilarious. And mm, mm. yeah, I mean, it's. It's interesting. So I've got three big blogs this week that I love hearing about the race. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be more because this is the women's peloton. But these three came out very fast. One was Gracie's talking about it from a domestique point of view and where she, you know, where she got up to and yep. you know, work, basically working for Emma, Emma Johansson. And you know, and also what happens in your team when because Amanda Spratt, Spratty, yeah. who should have been it should have been Emma's two big supports should have been Luce Conaway and, and Amanda Spratt, but Spratty got taken out by a spectator mm, and, and broke a oh collarbone. So yeah, so unfair. It's like oh, it's hard, isn't it? Because you're kind of like oh god, that's that's just you know that's 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 completely unavoidable but yes there's Gracie's talking at the beginning because Gracie was in the first threat attack with Valentina Caretta of um Ali Cipollini and then you've got Chloe Hosking I mean Chloe tells (laughs) a story so well really you think so I yeah I don't know I don't I don't think she's you know that great really at writing stories it's not like we talk about her stories every fucking week um and how awesome they are so I don't know Dan is being sarcastic because Chloe is fucking fantastic. <laughs> and since she's got her blog, she's just, I don't know, it's like she's got her voice this year, you know? Yeah. She's always funny, but she's really got her voice. And she was talking about, you know, about how her sh- how shitty her legs had been beforehand and, and you know, working in a, you know, basically working for her teammates and, and you know, basically, and, and, and that's so, that's so interesting. I just love it. She, she makes it look effortless. Well, that probably means she's good at it, or it means that she's not trying. So, you know, one of those. <laughs> You're such a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I tell you what, if Chloe's listening and she feels offended, I give her permission to punch me next time she sees me. So. Jesus Christ. She's, a, she's you know, she, you know, she's, I, I, I can't imagine Chloe punch. Well, I can imagine Chloe punching someone. I think she, uh, let's just say I don't think she pulls her punches. No, I'm sure she doesn't, but you know. But anyway, her blog was her blog was fantastic, it is, and it was interesting because the big I think the team that did the most attacking throughout the race was Rabobank. I mean, they were just going all the time. You had Lucinda Brand in a couple of texts, Roxana Knaterman, and all sorts of people like that. And you're kind of like I really feel for Rabo because they were really giving it everything. Paulina Franprevo tried, Annemiek van Vleuten tried. Everyone tried. You know, they all. I think every rider in the race put in an attack at one point. But you can't. But but you know it's still not working for them, and they still haven't won a race this season. Which is kind of a weird thing to say, you know. Like it, it, it's Rabo. Like what? I know, and and it's mm. not through lack of trying. I mean, what I'm really happy about is 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 you might say actually fuck it. We're not we're not we're not winning races by being aggressive. We could just we'll just sit on and chase. But they're not doing that. They're really no. making races. They're really lighting it up, being so exciting. And but their big problem is they really want to win without Voss. Yeah. So I mean, I I love that they're they're really you know still trying to to 
be aggressive and, and win. But I think it's also really interesting watching, you know, and we've seen this over the last couple of years, the way that um, more and more teams are, are really learning how to apply their own tactics and to take different situations. And, yeah. and so it's much harder for any one team to dominate or for any one team to get away with their tactics. And I, I just, I think it's fantastic. So yeah, yeah, no, it is really, really exciting. And it's like kind of, and you kind of have this comparison because, because you've got, um, so Emma, Johansson, so basically you're, they're riding along, riding, 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 and they actually stay all together. And I use that in heavily inverted commas because when we say all together, what that actually means is about half the peloton's been shelled. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they have various attacks and catches and attacks and catches and breaks and, you know, riders like Lucinda Brand going out, you know, going, going out hard and stuff. And yeah. And then it got to the last, it, it literally, I think it got to the, um, I think it got to the Caparai and the Canariaberg where it just, where it just, where it went, right, this is serious. This is go, you know? Mm-hmm. And they had a break of 10 riders, including three Bowles Dolmans. I think that was Ellen Van Dyke, Lizzie Armstead, and Megan Garnier. Yep. Two Rabos, Emma Johansson. You're like, holy shit, and chase back to catch them. But that's it, you know, once that catch is gone, that's like the last, I think, about 30 or so riders in the race. Yeah, yeah, basically, that's, that's it. We're done. We're, we're down was- to. But it got so so interesting because they then got to the they then got to just before the Kreuzberg and Paulina Fran Prevo attacked, and then with about twenty eight kilometers to go, Ellen Van Dyke attacked just before mm. the Kreuzberg and jumped mm. and went, and yeah. and that's and that, that, that's the moment you know when when you go back and go how's the race won, um, I think two things there that were were really interesting were one um, the way that that Ellen you know she just does have that that burst of power and you know obviously that that time trialing power comes through and she can she can make that that portion and then kind of keep keep that tempo up and and keep it working but the other thing that i found really interesting was reading um emma johansson's blog afterwards um where she was talking through what she was thinking at that point in time too because i think that that really gave a lot of insight as to the other side of it too yeah, yeah, because then, so, so basically you've got you know, your situations, you've got this group at the front, <coughs> you've got Kreuzberg, Aldequarum, Paterberg, Kreuzberg, Paterberg, Aldequarum, and I can't remember which way around they go, I'm so sorry, I'm such a shit classics fan, but you know, you've got, kind of, you've got those three last climbs, and in Emma's blog she said, she said that she was, and this is her writing on the Orica AIS race report, she was saying, but she didn't want she, Ellen jumped, and she knew that that was a dangerous attack. But no one else was going after her, and she kind of thought that since Rabo had been so aggressive in the race, Rabo would go. But no one did, and she said they, she felt like people were looking to her. She had Lizzie Armstead and Megan Garnier like marking her, and so she didn't attack. She thought, well, you know, maybe we'll catch her, and we can catch her before the outer requirement. And actually, that's not a bad tactical decision because Ellen, she's a super strong time trialist, but climbing isn't her speciality. Although last year, she really upped her game in the climbs. She did, but it is, I mean, you're right. It's a a very valid tactic because I think it does make a lot of sense to sort of see if you can can hold her at a steady, um, you know, uh, gap dangling off the front, but, but she hits that climb and she's not, strong through it then you've got a great chance to catch up to her without yeah, actually yeah. burning yourself out the whole yeah, way yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. The, and, you know, and as she said, I mean, the thing is, in that situation, I think there were like, you know, there's a couple of specialised, a couple of Rabos, a couple of, a couple of, um, she, she was pretty much solo, surrounded by teams. Yeah. yeah? Yes. And, you know, and she said later on that she thinks Lizzie Armitstead's job was to mark her all day because Lizzie just was with, you know, was with her all day. Yeah. And she said it was a really good combination of Lizzie and Ellen because she said that Lizzie can jump, Lizzie can, she's very explosive and she can attack. Ellen doesn't react as fast, but she's fucking powerful. She yeah. didn't put it that. I, you know, <laughs> that that may be a little bit of um, Sarah transliteration, but you know, the fucking <laughs> yeah. powerful was implied. It was definitely implied. Yeah. And so, so basically, so Ellen's storming off. Um, Tiff Cromwell and Lucinda Brand give it a go to try and bring her back, but get caught. And then you've got three riders out out chasing her down: um, Emma Johansson and Lisa Longo Borghini. And Lizzie Armitstead. <laughs> well, okay, so you've got three riders out, but let's be honest, only two of them are trying to chase it down. <laughs> and can you imagine? And this is how, I mean, this is the, this, again, you know, we're talking about, Nedel you know, back in the day when it was Nederland Blue, circa mm. 2011, I think. This is how Voss and Van Vlerten fucked over the peloton so many times. Yeah. You know, when you're in a no-win situation, you know, Van Vlerten's attacked, we chase her. We're just giving Voss a free ride, or vice versa. You know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. and that's and that's what's really interesting is because you know that combination of Ellen and Lizzie is just to die for, isn't it? Though it's really. it's going to be interesting to see how many times we see this same script play out over the season. I think. Yeah, yeah, and and you know this isn't new for Lizzie either because you know back in the day when it was the Savello Test team, you'd have Lizzie and Sharon Dawes attacking early and making people chase them down, mm. so that. Emma Pooley could make her jump. Yeah, yeah. Then you had, and when Lizzie won, when Lizzie won the Omelet Pet Neusblatt, um, um, no, get Genwebelgem two years ago, she did that with Kirsten Veld because she was racing, you know, racing with Kirsten again. Yeah. It was again, it was that thing of, yeah, you know, what do you do? Lizzie's, Lizzie's gone, but Kirsten's just sitting there grinning. And, you know, <laughs> but we saw it in Qatar as well with, mm. with Amy Peters Kirsten Veld combination. You know, it's, 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 it's deadly. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just a beautiful. So you've got Elisa and Emma and, 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 and Emma said that she could see when they came, she could see going up the Paterberg, Ellen up ahead and she was just wishing she'd stop, but she wasn't because, you know, they, yeah, they can see yeah. the distance. And you all know that Ellen is the ITT world champion. Yeah. yeah. She is so, so strong. She's, if she's on her game, if she's got, you know, yep. she, if she's and, got, and if she's, especially if she's got the climbing legs, if she's hitting those climbs and maintaining power through them, then she's yeah. got it made. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. And I just, I can't even imagine the comparison because, on the one hand, imagine being Ellen and you're riding up Paterberg and out Quarament with the whole crowds cheering you on and yelling for you and screaming. And she said, mm. you know, she said that that gives you wings. Yeah, you know, yeah. she, that must just. That just takes, you know, for someone like Ellen, who climbing isn't her, you know, climbing's not her speciality. But then, so in the bit that's not her speciality, she has all this support, like, you know, this, this wall of noise dragging her up there and people going crazy for her. And, and, then, and then compare that to what it must have been like for Emma and Elisa, because you've literally got Lizzie Armstead sat on your wheel laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, after, she said afterwards that was the easiest Flanders finale she'd ever had because, you know, they know she's not going to work. Yeah. She's not going to work. She's just sitting on yeah. to have a fun. And well, then it, I mean, basically, she's got the best, best job in the world because it's, her job at that point is called free ride to second. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know, she can't lose, can she? Because if they catch Helen, yeah, she can 
you know, she, she can win. If she doesn't catch Ellen, her team's won and they can get one too. Yeah. And, you know, and they, but the other two know that as well. Mm, mm, yeah. And then, um, and then behind, Paulina Ferran Prevot, you know, jumped to try and catch them. And she was joined by another Rabo rider, Megan Garnier. <laughs> no, Bowles rider. Bowles, Megan, yes, Megan, yes. Megan Garnier. So you're like, for fuck's sake, you know, just fuck, just Bowles, just. Bowles have just, really got it dialed at this end of the season. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's for these races as well. I mean, I don't know. Next, this week, we've got the first stage race, European stage race of the year, the Energy Water. So it's going to be interesting seeing how bowls, how bowls work in that. Because, you know, you've got like, you know, it might be that a team like Rabo or Specialized can, you know, or High Tech can, 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 can get them. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Stage race is a very different beast. And to mm, a, mm. you know, we don't have someone like Lizzie will do over a stage race, really. I mean, she, she, she did do some rich, you know, she got better over the end of last year to win the stage races. But it's, you know, if you're training for classics races. Yeah. You know, yeah I mean, exactly. It, well, it's just different kinds of e- efforts and different kinds of racing, too, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's always the thing a one day race is just always about, much more riding closer to the limit and and managing maximum overall efforts whereas stage races are about conserving as much as possible until you absolutely need to lay it all out there so yeah Mm. but um, yeah so 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 you've got like so basically you've got ellen ellen i mean and once once they hit once she hit the final climb it was a 13 kilometer flat run-in yep so so totally totally not her thing (laughs) it's ellen i mean it's just Oh God! That the only tough. way that could have suited her more would it have, if it had been a long straight downhill. Well, she does like she she does she does like corners. Yeah, she likes yeah, no, corners. but my, my point is that would have been that's the only way it could have been easier. I'm not saying she can't do corners. I'm just saying the only way that could have been easier. So, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, but but you know, but and so behind them, so the trio who the chasing in inverted commas trio, I think they ended up in a group with a group of ten. Um, you know, but ten kind of chasing her down, and of course Ellen gets the end, wins, just ecstatic, sprint for second. Well, Lizzie. <laughs> oh, big shock there. <laughs> um, and 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 the yeah. sprint, the sprint for third, which was really the 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 actual sprint, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One by um, Emma, Emma Johansson, um, uh, Elisa you know, in fourth. Elisa fourth. You know, I mean, I guess Bowles could have had a better day because Megan could have come third. <laughs> 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 I mean. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they're not complaining about that. I'm I'm reasonably sure that they got back to the 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 team dinner table that night and and nothing was thrown over or or chairs kicked or or people denied you know their their allotment of of gruel or whatever the case may have been. Gruel. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more? No, you didn't win. No, you didn't but get I- third. <laughs> but, um, yeah so so it was yeah and and you know you have all the things afterwards like ellen saying did i just you know tweeting did i just win the tour of flanders mm. am yeah. i going up with fabian cancellara and you know i mean obviously ellen and cancellara are quite analogous i think i mean canch has been around for longer he's older but you know so he's obviously got more success but but they're the same kind of thing you know similar, I, similar skill sets similar kind of riders you know um yeah. very strong powerful uh known for their ITTs, um and and cancellar more so for his classics but that's where ellen's growing um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Ellen's only Ellen's only 27 and you know she she's been she's been 
mixing her winters up with track and road for the last couple you know for all the time this is the first year she hasn't been racing on the track as i know maybe last year was the first year that she hasn't been racing on the track as well you know what's the lesson that we can take from this trackies give it up and focus on the road (laughs) that's how you succeed at the classics yeah that's not me sarah said it that's sarah wants you to all ride all right no no you know what the solution is move the track season (laughs) <laughs> move the track season god damn it to fucking hell you know just compress it have it finish in january and then we can have the roadies back on the road but yeah no i mean it's the same with lizzie isn't it um so i've said this a couple of times i don't want to sound like i'm bragging it's just that i think it's hilarious <laughs> but i interviewed um ellen before last week before the race and she because of course she and lizzie used to compete with the, against each other on the track and she's telling the story about how one year they actually both won the same race because yeah, no one could work out yeah, who'd they won. Couldn't, they couldn't actually split it in the end. So for the first so they time, were both they, European. Might, yeah. they were both European scratch champion, under 23 <laughs> scratch champion. But yeah, because Lizzie's, Lizzie's given up the track too. And, and yeah, and um, I'm, I'm a great success on the road. So I know. And I really... Sarah's saying it, trackies, give up. Give up the track, no. focus on the road. She's she doesn't like track anymore. So just focus on the road. That's not true. I love track. I just I just wish that I just wish that it wasn't you know. Yeah, oh, yes, I know that's it's pretty brutal <laughs> even by your standards, Connolly. But okay. Yeah. So yeah, so big, so definitely, definitely read Gracie's blog, Chloe's blog, Emma Johansson's blog. Mm. There was some uh, in our post on our prowomenscycling.com. Um, I put up some videos, all the videos we found, and they include um, Annemiek van Vleuten and Roxanne Knetemann and Pauline Fran Prevost of Rabo, and uh, the very lovely Peter Vidavi, um, Vidavé, um wrote Peter, um, translated them for us on Podium Cafe, so I put those translations in so you can see what they said, but it's kind of like that real frustration. No one was fucking working with us, which on the one hand I can completely get, but on the other hand... Yeah, I'm not going to work with you, Rabobank. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those ones, look, I mean, I do sort of feel for, for teams, but at the same time, I have to admit, I have limited sympathy when teams are like, no one would work with us. Yeah, okay, so then you either get on with it and work, or you change your priorities and, and do a, a Jonathan Vorters in the... You remember when they had the cameras in in was it Flanders two years ago where he's like, okay guys we're racing for third. <laughs> he got crucified. I don't by think the fans do that. I mean I know yeah. Emma said Emma 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 in her Emma in her post race was saying that she pretty much knew she was racing for third because Ellen was going to win and Lizzie was going to out. You know Lizzie was was but she still fucking gave it everything to try and get second. Yeah yeah. You know, but, but my point look- is my point is not so much about what what the reality of of what will play out will be, but just that okay, if if no one's working with you, then you know there's not much point complaining about that. You adjust to that information and you right. you change things. You do something. Well, different. No, 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 no. I know. I think I think that's the thing I love about Rabobank is that nobody's working with them, but they're still going to keep fucking going because they would rather they're going to you know they would rather lose the fucking race. Than, than 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 have some shit race where it's really really boring and and I think that's something Annemiek said was that, that especially with it being Flanders and Roxana that it's it's really fucking important to put on a good show because this is one of the biggest races of the year one of the ones with the most where people are watching them where people well, you know so it's, they, it's you know, arguably they, the biggest really I mean in an in a non Olympic year um, world. no worlds, well yeah like, no but, biggest... but I would say I would say in terms of people out on the course this would dwarf worlds. 
Yeah, but we don't get to see it, do we? I mean, in terms of people who get to see it, it's that because, you know, I mean, that's this is the downside, right? This was an amazing race. And we, you know, we're lucky we got 10 minutes on Sportsa, which is, you know, really good because they haven't been showing us anything else on Sportsa this year. Um, and we got um, seven minutes from the UCI and we'll get 27 minutes um, coming up soon, too. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. with, probably with um, probably with, with, within a week, and that's great. Well, it, you know, is, it is good. I mean, you know, I I don't know if you're ready for this transition, but it just you know, it puts me in mind of what they did at Redlands Classic this week. And... I know. I God. Yeah, this is the thing: is people are going, people are going on Twitter. Oh well, it's so expensive. How can you possibly afford to? Oh God, do people not know that you can't transmit things live? And it's like, well, a, I'm not actually that bothered. You know. So with a Trofeo Binder, they yep. had an hour later. They had an hour later on on TV on Race Sport Two, yeah, which was fantastic. Yep. And yep. you know, and I don't mind. I get it. I yeah, I can handle that. It. That's fine. You know, particularly at the moment when you you know there's still business models being developed and and you know people making the case for it from a commercial point of view. Fine, I get that. That's okay. But actually, sorry to rewind a little bit because I had. I don't know if I should name this person, but I had someone who's reasonably well known from one of the the main cycling news organizations um, get into a little bit of a conversation with me on Twitter during the race about how, you know, all oh, people are just so dumb they don't understand how expensive it is. And it's like, actually, you know what? You can stream it from your fucking phone. And you've been able to do that for a couple of years. Oh, yes, but it's hard to get a... No, it's not actually that hard to get a connection. It can be done. It, it just can. I mean, this is just... It's just like Belgium. Belgium yeah. is Belgium is the most popular, dense popular, densely populated country um, in Europe. Yeah, or not, one of them. Not to mention which. Not to mention which. Every and I mean literally every modern um, telecommunications company in the Western world literally has mobile cell towers that they hire out to events like music festivals and and stuff like that. Literally, for exactly that reason, to provide extra coverage at big events. You honestly telling me that they don't have those at the Tour of Flanders? Really? Like, really? Like, fuck you, bullshit. But there was, um, but I think, I think Redlands was fascinating because you know there you are, literally the same day as people going, oh, it's so expensive, you couldn't possibly show women's cycling, and you know, and I, I, I will accept. When the men's tour of Flanders is on, it is very unlikely that lots of people are going to be going. Oh, hang on a minute! No, I'll watch the women's instead. You know, I think I think it should be. You know, this is why I think you know delayed a delayed stream will delayed be delayed coverage or picture in picture, as I say, basically every week. You know, there's fucking ways to do it. You know, and and multiple That's... digital channels and blah fucking blah. It can yeah. all be done. It can all be but, done. But, but in Redlands. You know, and and I'm sorry, Americans. Um, I I don't mean to be rude because I love Redlands. I love the race. I love the American stage races. I think they're fantastic. But it is nowhere near the same level as as, as Flanders, is it? And 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 then in Redlands, we were watching. They they had at least an hour of the women's the final stage of Redlands Classics streamed from someone with their iPhone attached to the no, maybe not their iPhone, so their phone attached to the. To the motor camera, and they were saying that they were trying. They're saying all the way through, "Hey, we're really sorry if we got a picture breakup, but we're trying something new." Yeah, this this is so. It wasn't just a case of slapping your phone on it. It was like you know, it's it's, it's yeah. technology through the phone. Yeah. It's not just literally you know showing your phone stream, but you know they were showing some. They were trying something new. Yeah, exactly. So they, just trying a trying a low cost way to get something out. And mm-hmm. and look, as you say, yeah, Redlands comparatively speaking, um, you know maybe they feel 
a little more able to take a risk like that too, just because their their position's not quite as as prominent as you know the Tour of Flanders. But that said, I mean we live in a world where it's two thousand and fucking fourteen, and Vergora World Cup, you know, and Trofea Binder. And and Flanders and when Flesh Volon comes around in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be bitching about it again too because they're not giving as much of anything. Yeah, you know. But, well, no, you can't disregard it because they oh, are. Oh no, so no, no! Look, they're tr- no, they're trying. I'm not dissing them, but but at the end of the day, when you've got a fixed camera on the the one climb on the course and a, another fixed camera at the at the finish line, and we're getting two bursts of ten seconds of video every lap, and that's it. I mean, obviously, anything, you know, like a fucking iPhone taped to the, the, the motorbike in front of the race is better than what we're currently getting, is my point. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. The, the, bar, the bar is so low for but anything. Got, but we have got better than last year. It is better than last year, Dan. Yes, because, because races have taken to taping iPhones to motorbikes. So, you know, <laughs> yay. I really, really liked the um, article on the Raw by Tim Renauden. Renauden? Oh, yes, yes. Um, where basically he, he made much the same point, which is that, you know, in 2014, which, by the way, is the official name of the year, your calendar is probably reading wrong. It is 2014. Um, that, that not showing women's races basically is sexist. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. And it's, it's really quite simple. So, you know, I mean, of course, that's that's one of those sort of statements that I, I love because it fires up all the trolls and all the... It, it's weird how many sort of men's rights activists there are who are who are fans of male cycling <laughs> who come out I, and are like, oh, women haven't earned it. They don't have a business case for it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so sad. I know. But it's funny. I know. I know. And it's, it's yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But the good and thing the good thing about those people is that by making such comments they've identified them as people that you never have to listen to again. But you know the other, But the other thing is is because they're so fucking crap at it, they just make everyone else look bright. <laughs> because you know when a guy when 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 and, and sorry it is it is it is it's not all guys, it's a certain subsection of guys, but when a guy comes out and goes Oh, well, you know, no one wants to watch the women race. And you're like, look at my fucking Twitter stream. Look at my stats. My, you know, look at the stats on our blog. You know, how many people click wanting to f- watch it? How many people click on my, click on my Twitter, yeah. you know, my Twitter, my, I mean, retweet oh, routinely, my... Routinely, the biggest performing posts on our site are the how to watch this race information. Yeah. You know. How to watch this race information and I hate Assos girl. <laughs> Well, actually, to be fair, that's to be fair, that's fifty-fifty between people who hate Assos Girl and people trying to wank off to Assos Girl. So, yeah, it is. I, we've we've yeah. said this before. It is surprising how many people come to our blog looking for porn. Um, it, it, it is honestly, though, like it's really interesting, and I wonder if Assos have really put any thought into that. That that search, like literally, Assos Girl gets searched. You know that's and it's not people looking for women's kit. So, just because the variations that you see on that search, um, yes, yeah, but yes, and and you know we've said this before, but if you're looking for a, if if you're looking for a new market, <laughs> big short porn way forward. <laughs> yeah, Redlands, 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 because Redlands also streamed their crits live as well. So it wasn't just the final race, but yeah, Redlands was won by Taylor Wiles overall. It had been led by yeah, Leah Kirchman. Leah had from- led basically the whole way through 
Um, Leah was just, you know what was interesting was everyone was saying on the, in the, on the penultimate stage when she won the crit, and they're like, hang on a minute, yeah. your GC rider's not supposed to win the fucking crit. Yeah, yeah, but Optum really went at that crit hard, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so, um, so, so amazing, Leah... amazing for Taylor. You know, uh, must be pretty disappointing for for Leah and and the team after after such a strong week. But you yeah, know. And uh, I... but but it makes for great racing. And and honestly, that's the growth of the sport. The more competitive the racing, um, you know, the better overall. So. Yeah, and um, Taylor won it because on the final stage, it's the um, it has a hill in the middle of the it's laps with a hill, and oh my god, it was so nice seeing Sharon Laws out there. Oh, it was it was Sharon and Amber Neben, and I can't remember who the other rider was, but both Sharon and Amber were pretty badly injured last year. Yeah. So just. And, and Amber got fucked over by her team. So it was just lovely to see them both there. And then um, after, after, after they got reeled in, it was Sharon's teammate, Mara Abbott of United Healthcare and Taylor Wiles went out together. And it was interesting to see the commentary because they were pretty much assuming that Abbott would drop Taylor like a stone on the climbs. Yes. And um, Taylor was something, Taylor, Taylor was um, 30 seconds up on Abbott and they were like, yeah, but you know, Abbott can still win this race. Oh, actually, but it didn't happen. And Taylor kept on and kept on and kept on. So Abbott won the stage and Taylor won the race. And it was just, I'm delighted for them. And, you know, Specialized Lululemon are such a fun team. And to win on the final stage, I mean, gutting, absolutely gutting for Optum. But, yeah. you know, but they rode, they rode so well and so teeny. And, you know, it was just lovely. Really fun race. Oh, and um, it is a great race. And, you know, and, and everything else aside, just to bring that full circle, um, you know, really do want to applaud and, and, you know, hats off and, and whatever to Redlands for for experimenting with the technology and actually, you know, giving something a try. Um, and, yeah. and hopefully that will continue. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the American races are known for that, and you know they've they've got the Tour Tracker, which yep. obviously we love, and they've got you know Philly Classics. Kind of, I mean, it, it's different. It's different quality, and you know when people were bitching about blah 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 Philly Classic, and you're like, holy fuck, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not particularly great, but it's better than anything we get from the Euro races. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. exactly. Show me that much race footage from from any one of the the big one day races in Europe. You know, like just any one of them. Come on. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, we. Yeah, we are getting some fun. We are getting a lot of fun stuff out after the races. I mean, I, I really like the Rabo Swanee. Oh my god, my other favourite Flanders moment. So I was watching, you know, watching Rochelle Gilmore's Twitter feed, and it comes up with this picture of Mariana Voss grinning her head off and holding out bottles and handing out bottles at the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> so she wasn't racing, but she was hanging out with the Swannies and being a Swanee for the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just like yeah, um, if if you're a, a medical practitioner, you may want to um, see if you can help out because Mariana clearly has a problem. She just can't stay away from bike races. Oh, I just love it. Um, the other race yesterday was the GP Dotting News, which I think it was a bit of a you know a bit of a you know I, I don't understand why Dotting News happens. Dotting News happens the day after Flanders because I would just be in bed. And it was a but it was won by Georgia Bronzini. A win for Wiggle Honda with Shelley Olds of Ale Cipollini in second and um, Lucy Garner, young Lucy Garner, in third for Liv, um, Liv Shimano. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hurrah. So. <sighs> Deep breath. <Racing. sighs> Plenty of racing. Plenty of racing. Plenty of racing, indeed. And, but the crazy thing is that it wasn't just plenty of racing because there's been heaps of... 
um, blogs and videos and things coming out during the week that uh, that have been really interesting and kind of um, impressive in different ways. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess chronologically, I, I'd start with um, the the Q and A with Lauren Hall about uh, winning yeah. uh, against Wavelgum. Um yeah. On that was Bella News, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was just a good catch up, you know, sort of talking. You know, she arrived in Europe. What was it? Two days before the race, and so, you know, under the best of circumstances, you're not really expecting her to to step out and win. <laughs> um, I really like, but, liked but it. then she did. <laughs> I really liked her talking about. It. It's such an amazing atmosphere that if you win or if you come dead last, it's yep. still like the most incredible experience. And I just, yeah, I mean, I was. It's interesting because both Lauren and Annika Todd, Annika Todd, Annika, 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 Annika I'm Todd. I'm going with Annika um, just because it's a double N. It's. I don't know if that's true. It's or not. It's a single N. Is it? Oh shit! <laughs> I'm still going with Annika because I prefer to say it that way. Um, okay, but yeah. I mean, Annika Todd, she's a young Canadian cyclist, she had a very, very fast rise out of amateur to pro, and this is her first spring classic session, and both her and Lauren, that I'm always endlessly fascinated, and, and Chloe talking about the same thing, and actually before Ronda van Vlaanderen, the, the Orica, Orica had a round table with um, Spratty and, uh, um, and Jesse McLean talking about their, um, talking about their the, the preview of Flanders, and they were just joking about what the cobbles are like. I think Jesse was saying, "Yeah, if I hit a cat's eye back home, I feel re- I feel pissed off." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's then, it's true. It, it's actually it's also one of those funny ones. I I, I remember um, Chris, who's the the main editor at Podium Cafe, once wrote about how annoying it is in you know um, in races like you know he's racing a cat three or whatever. Um, and some guy goes veering off his lines through a corner because he's trying to dodge a cat's eye, and Chris is like, "Fuck it! Like, you you can ride over that. It's smaller than a cobble, you know. But coming off your line and into the guy next to you, that will cause an accident. Just fucking yeah, go yeah, over yeah. the thing. But it's so funny how contextual it is, isn't it? You know, when you're used to riding decent asphalt um, roads, that that yeah, cobbles are just a whole other beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Annika's Annika's blog. I, I, I love following her journey. It's just, it's just brilliant to me that she's that she's sharing it. And and she had a she's so in her blog. She's talking about riding three races with, um, you know, kind of, um, and and actually talking about how she's got her mojo back. How how they kind of how the races started to, you know, started to demoralise her and 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 kind of as she was saying that actually what 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 got her back? What's got her mojo back has been racing with some in a men's crit in the Netherlands where one guy just would not be happy allow her to be up there you know he was really pissed off with a girl being up up in up in up in the group and he was just an asshole to her and it just made her really angry yeah yeah and she's like that it right you know that it that it kind of that it kind of was like fuck you then <laughs> and that was just you know that's Good. really sweet I've, I've, I've asked Anna, Annika if we can talk to if I can talk to her um, to interview her to kind of talk about her awesome. journey. So yeah. If you have any questions for her, um, you know that you'd uh, like be, to ask. Besides the correct way to pronounce her name. Uh, yeah, obviously that's the first one. You know, when I start thinking <laughs> as if I've said an Ika all my life, you know, it'll. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really, really funny if um, if she listens to this cast before answering and then says no because we've said her name wrong. 
Yeah, um, but yeah. So, so if you've got any, if you've got any questions, then ask or anything else, then ask us at, at underscore pigeons underscore on Twitter or email us at prowomenscycling at gmail dot com or leave us a comment on our blog prowomenscycling dot com. <laughs> that will never get tired, uh, ever, 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 ever. Um, well, well there, was, there was more stuff. I mean, we're not we're not out of things to talk about. Um, I, this is one that you showed me. So you know, just to be fair, I have to acknowledge that you you showed this to me. But I loved, 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 loved Accidento Bizarro's blog about um, casual street sexual harassment of women being like a cyclist. Yeah. Um, amazing like like obviously we'll link to it and go read it because um, I you know I'm not doing it justice here but such a great great um, analogy that is really relatable you know the the thing of you know when you can hear that truck coming up from behind you and um, and you you sort of you know it's going to pass you but the question is how close is it going to be when it passes you and you know and that's that's what it's like when you're walking home and you see a group of lads walking the other way and it's it's evening time and and stuff like that like just a whole bunch of very clear and specific um examples that relate i think very very well obviously you know being being a a guy i understand exactly how that relates to the experience of a woman so yeah. Well, no. What, what, what I was going to ask you, so, so, um, accidental bizarre is. So she started off talking about how a woman goes out on the street with a camera and she starts, you know, telling builders to show us her ass, etc. And 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 it's like saying, well, actually, this, that's a really bad analogy because it doesn't work. You know, you're still a five foot four woman yelling yeah. at a six foot builder surrounded by his builder mates. That's not. That's not going to. It's just not the same. And so she's talking about how it's. You know, it's like. It's like it. It's like the unexpectedness of riding, and and I guess what I wanted to ask you was obviously I'm a girl. I know what both of those things sorts of things feel like, but does it? Do those sorts of? I mean, you know, you're a feminist. It, no, it like is. This, it's the so. first time. It's the first time, and and I mean, accidentally, she says in her blog, you know, even even the sorry, I'll just try and find the the right words um, that. Um, even lovely, right-thinking, educated, feminist-leaning men find it difficult to understand sometimes. Um, and I'm probably some of those things, not necessarily all of them, but some of them. Um, and so I've always sort of considered myself sympathetic, but this reading this, even for me, did have exactly that kind of... Uh, it, it gave me a relatable sense of that emotional turmoil, like that little bit of disquiet in the pit of your stomach of tensing yes. yourself, oh my, this, something could happen, be braced, be ready, you know, um, and, and that even without any intent of menace, um, being, uh, deliberate, you know, that, that, that's just not an option. You can't assume that the car coming out of that side street has seen you and will, you know, give you, give, give way to you. You just can't assume mm-hmm. that, you know, um, and so, yeah, I, I did find, um, one of the things I really loved and appreciated about it was that it gave me a, a glimpse of a visceral response that that made sense. Absolutely. Yeah, because you've had you've had people, you know, you you talk about you know even when you're on your motorbike and you know you're you're an intimidating guy. I try you're, to be. I, sorry, I do sorry, try sorry, to sorry. be. Ladies, if you're listening, he's not intimidating. He's manly. Um, <laughs> you're, you know, you're 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 not you're not someone who people would you know you're not the first person someone's going to pick on. 
uh, generally no. And and you know because you're you know you're a tall you're a tall you know you're a tall guy you're you're you know and it's and it and on on your motorbike you know and it's like if people are willing to try and kill you and you know threaten threaten you and stuff and and do awful things to you and she says you know she says it's that. She says, um, you know, when you see someone about to pull out from a side road and you lock eyes with them and they definitely see you and they pull out anyway. This is people, you know, people you thought were OK, saying and doing things that make you want to weep. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that's 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 the thing is like yeah. it's 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 hard to explain sometimes because, you know, you don't want to offend your guy friends because, you know, most guys are absolutely lovely and, well, and you could also, never do things like that. But it, but it is true that guys have a tendency to respond and go, but I would never do that. That's horrible. And it's like, that's actually not the point, you know, and I think that's actually a I mean, I guess we're way over in in talking actual feminist theory now, which is fine by me. Um but it is that I think guys really have to work to get past that that um, selfish um, and personal response where where they're I wouldn't do it. So it smells so, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I wouldn't, and I think that's it. Like when I've had I've had guys tell me I shouldn't be so stupid. I should just walk through the park, you know, at night. And, you know, I shouldn't let fear rule my life and stuff. And you're like, holy shit, you know, and kind of all get really angry about shit. But, you know, you're saying, and it's now I'm not saying all guys are sexist. I'm just saying that you can't, you know, that you yeah. have to, that when you're walking by yourself at night, you have to assume that something could happen. Well, and, and, and these are these are exactly the things, you know. And, and I mean, interestingly, but um, it, it's part of why I think uh, bicycle skills courses are actually really important. Um, you know, we've talked yeah. about those uh, particularly for, for, I mean, for any riders, but obviously we've highlighted ones that are for women who are, who are coming back to or just getting into bike riding. But I think those things are important. And it's also part of when I got my motorbike license, I had to do a, a two-day course, which literally started. Literally the first thing the instructor said is, you have to assume every car is trying to kill you. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and that's I, I, the thing. It's, it, it, the simple fact is that, yeah, 99% of cars aren't trying to kill you, but you don't know which one's the one out of the hundred. So you've got to assume yeah. they all are. I mean, and, and, it's, and it's a terrible thing, you know, when your little nieces first have their first, you know, when, when it's awful because, you know, there's, a, there's the, 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 the flip side of that analogy is actually we should be teaching, we should be, it shouldn't be, the owner shouldn't be on the bicyclist and the motorbikist. The owner shouldn't be on the girl walking alone. Yeah. The thing should be on the, on the car drivers, you know, well, do that, not try and kill people. Do, and guys, yeah. don't try and <laughs> Take care. Know, Take care, of, take care of yeah. more vulnerable road users. Take care of more vulnerable members of society. And yes, absolutely, you know, <laughs> guys, just yeah. just don't assault anyone today. Let's start there. <laughs> it's terrible that it has to be said, but it really does. But you know, but, let's 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 just not do it. You know, if we're all yeah, such but, great guys, then let's prove it by not assaulting anyone today. Yeah. But I guess it's also about people's understanding of it because, you know, people who are nice people, who, who think they're nice, decent people who will slam on the brakes or who will try and overtake you too closely or who will, you know, mm. risk your life. Like the woman who, when I, who, who slammed on her brakes in front of me to teach me a lesson yep. on a wet road because I'd overtaken her and she overtook me at Christmas Eve and she slammed on her brakes and the road was wet. I put my brakes, I just went oh, straight over the top and landed on my head. And she was absolutely horrified at what she'd done yeah, you know yeah, but it's yeah. like but you've got to you've got to know you know it's like yeah but you know it's not like you can you've got you can, fuck yeah fuck, man you're just, just, fuck. anyway yeah the point, <sighs> point is it's a really good blog and you should segue, read it <laughs> I've, and i've got a segue oh wow okay cool 
And it's a segue without at all, and I'm, and I'm taking Dan's analogy of, um, you know, of, of prevention stuff off the table and just talking about this separately, but in Australia, they have this new program, and it's called the She Rides Program, which is a national program for women over 30 who are looking to ride more, whether for health, transport, fitness, or fun, and they're going to develop bike skills, achieve health and fitness, and just connect with bike racing and, and share love of bike riding and I really like that and I like that it's it's a 12 session course you get three months worth of insurance as part of it and yeah and resources and it's like it's like it's it's yeah it's wow. a really nice course who, who are the instructors on the course just yeah, um, say, they like, are do, do they nationally let, accredited coaches do they let guys be instructors on the course is what I'm asking are you a nationally accredited coach? I'd be willing to become one if I get to meet, you know, lots of ladies of... Oh, God. No? Wrong? Oh, okay. No, wrong. Just, just, no. <laughs> wrong. Lose. You Thank lose. You. Thank you for instructing us on, uh, on what not to do. <laughs> every time. Every time. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, if you know anyone in Australia, a woman over 30 who wants to be involved in this, then send, shoot them the link. It's, um, well, it's, not, it's a really complicated link, to be honest. But it's um, Let's Connect With Them on Twitter. And it's She Rides AU. Cool. Um, so follow them. Go follow them. Have a look. Cool. Do it. Aussie, and you can find the full link on prowomencycling.com. Um, also in Australia, and also um, I, two things in Australia, I really like Claire Dallet's blog on coming back from breaking her hip in a bike accident. Yeah, it's that's a pretty brutal story. It's um, Really? Yeah, yeah. Really brutal, and, and talking about what it was like, you know, her experience, what it was like, you know, being in a wheelchair. Mm. Um, and you know, doing physio with women in their fifties in the pool who just taught her so much. And yeah. Oh, my favorite bit of that was when, um, when, when she met the woman in the, in the pool who was like, so how long since your hip surgery? <laughs> and she was like, how did you know? Like, I've got the same scar. <laughs> Cause I love a story that involves comparing scars. That's like one of my favorite kinds of stories. That should be a genre comparing scar stories. But yeah, it's I, I I really loved her blog, and she's got a lot of blogs on there. Um, go and see them. She's it's just it's like she's she's she says she doesn't know if she'll ever be able to get back to her racing form or to race. But you know, but what it's taught her and how she's dealing with it, and I just have so much admiration, so much admiration. And then more Australians, but of a different kind of bounce, biking, jumping, crashing, madness, lovely. What else did we see this week, Daniel? Oh, man, there was just so much. Um, all right, the, the other one that I liked is, um, uh, even though she's just absolutely shit at writing stories and telling stories, Chloe Hoskins did have another attempt at a, a story on her blog this week. Um, oh, that's what I was thinking of, but yes. Oh, isn't it? Okay. Well, yes, but carry on, carry on. Tell them what I don't like it when you say that Chloe Hoskins shit. I <laughs> well, I was expecting you to jump in and tell me off. I um, know I am. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> well, it was a slow jump. <laughs> what can I say? I've no, been Chloe's, riding. Chloe's written it's, a the end, it's the end of Flanders for me. I'm, right, I'm lucky so I'm still going. You're exhausted. I get it. Yeah. Um, no, Chloe's written a fantastic um, sort of tribute um to to Ina uh Teutenberg um with 
interviews with her brothers, uh, with Trixie Warwick and Amelia Forlin, and and just sort of talking about um, all sorts of things. And I, I really loved you know some of the younger stories and about how it was really writing with her brothers that that sort of started her competitive thing. And you know talking about like being seven years old and and being on a ride with her brothers. And if they if they got a gap on her, they would just keep going. <laughs> and so yeah, her so, brothers were brutal to her. But I think that's yeah. maybe how you become a champion. So like, yeah, she you know, had to be okay. tough because at seven she would have to ride home alone or catch up. So. Yeah, and she had she has that thing about when she was out on the track for the first time and people were pushing her around and her brothers were like, so push them back. Yeah. Like, no sympathy. Just yeah. very German, very Germanic. <laughs> Ride better. Yeah. And, but yeah. Just, just and, stick your elbows out and push them back and then go for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that story. And, and you know, and Chloe was saying, yeah, I've got to be honest, I didn't always see eye to eye with Ina, but oh my God, I learned so much from her. She's amazing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I just... Oh, and I, yeah. also Chloe's personal story of the time um, Ina came up to her in a race and was like, do you need some water? And she was like, oh, fuck, Ina knows my name. And, <laughs> and yes, please, I really do need some water. <laughs> so yeah, I, so impressive. Um, yeah. the, the Aussie story I thought you were going to say that would lead into was the Caroline Buchanan video. Ah, Caro, what a great bird. Um, Caroline Buchanan is the reigning BMX and uh, Cross Fours. Four cross. Uh, four cross, cross fours, four crosses, uh, world champion. Um, she's got a great video out, um, which is sort of, um, I, I assume it's the first in a series just because of the way it's titled, but um, is basically going to be um, uh, following her and her season. Um, so this one's sort of talking about what 2013 was for her and, you know, has some... I, I just found it really charming, utterly charming, actually, the way she was like, yeah, you know, in a uh, post-Olympic year and you're on the start of another four-year Olympic cycle, so you kind of want to keep it interesting. So I decided I'd try and win three world championships in 56 days, and <laughs> I got I got two of them, so that's kind of the box ticked, I suppose. So I probably won't try that again this year, but... <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. And then, and then she goes on and talks about, you know, her 2014 plans. Yeah, so I really want to, you know, reclaim my, my BMX World Championship and National Championship and European Championship. And then the World Cups, obviously. And it's like, oh, my God, you just want to win everything you're entered in. Just say it. <laughs> we love Caroline Buchanan. Yeah. And she's just she's just so much fun. She's like, um, yeah, I, I can't do the Aussie accent, but she's just really just adorable and and you, if you look at her Twitter stream, there's a remarkable number of Caroline Buchanan racing with very young girls going, this is so great. These are the stars of the future. I mean, she's just, oh, I love yeah. her. She's just, but she's just. That's, some... that's the thing. She's such an awesome fan as well. And, and you know, she's also very aware across all cycling disciplines, you know, um, and, and. Yeah, she's she's just a perfect ambassador for for cycling in general. She's fantastic. Yeah, but I don't know what it is about the Aussies because you know Caroline Buchanan and Anna Mears have got very different personality types, but they they kind of exist in the same sphere for me, where they're they're superb champions, but they really really love the sport because you just know that if if Anna Mears isn't racing, she's up at like two in the morning watching it on SBS or some dodgy stream, kind of cheering <laughs> on her teammates and just going, yeah, this is so great. <laughs> And I just, you know, I love that. I love, I love that genuine love for the sport and that genuine. I mean, how can you not connect with that as a fan? You know, and you look at them and you're like, oh God, you're so. It's just inspirational, and yeah, I just, yeah, I. It's just, 
it just makes me happy. And I think cycling round, cycling, haha, round to Ellen, Ellen at the start. You know those those video interviews with her where she was literally glowing after yeah. winning Flanders. Like she was just, her eyes are sparkling. She's just, she can't stop smiling, and she's so so happy and just. Oh, you awesome. just you just got to love a champion like that, haven't you? They're just so well. I think yeah. it's in the rules, and if it's not, it should be. So you know, we'll start a letter writing campaign to Brian Cookson and um, and get that put in the rules. Well, you must that love you champions. Have, you have to love champions like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. I'll, I'll go. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that... the other video that I saw that um, that I really enjoyed was the the Matrix Volpine training one. Oh, of course, Matrix Volpine. I mean, yeah, God. obviously we're, we're suckers for that team anyway, because awesome. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed it for a whole bunch of reasons. I mean, it, it's from their, their recent training camp. But one of the things I liked about it is that it's a great demonstration of how easy it is to just create a really nice, clean bit of, of social media video content, you know? It's, it's yeah. just, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, the other, the other. Speaking of British cycling, British cyclists, I have to shout out for Laura Moo Muller. Oh, that's um, right. Yes, you did promise all sorts of endorsements. Unfortunately, these aren't endorsements for cash. So, you know, Sarah's giving away the bank. But okay. You know, but it's it's again. I mean, Laura's another one of these people who you know. Laura's another one of these people. She's a young. Um, she's a young young rider from the Isle of Man. She's another person who's a cyclist and a fan. You know. I yep. mean. Yeah, How no, 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 she's fine. Laura's, Laura's lovely. And, uh, you know, but let's just, I'm just trying to go back and rattle off the list. So we have to mention the Isle of Man um, for being yes. awesome. And Actually, no, no, no. Do you know how small the Isle of Man is? We're not talking about somewhere like Tasmania. No, We're no, the Isle of Man's like... probably about the same size as my apartment building, isn't it? Yeah, the Isle of Man is probably about the same size as your apartment building. And it somehow manages to have this incredible cycling scene. Not just everyone knows Mark Cavendish, but, you know, he comes up because there was an incredible cycling scene. Um, and it's just full of, and they've got some really good young well, riders. It's because Laura says up. they actually have a mountain. She says they do is, have a mountain. there is a mountain there, apparently. So, you know. Um, we also have to mention Merlin Cycles, um, the UK yes. women's domestic scene, because it's just totally awesome. Um, I should probably also mention that I did tease Laura and say if she's excited by us rattling those things off, wait till we actually record an episode live from the Isle of Man. Um, yeah, so that probably won't be happening, to be honest. But, but yes, but you should follow her and you should follow her blog because she writes about the British, she writes about writing, you know, we love our blogs, we love our blogs, we love our bloggers, we love our enthusiastic people. Follow Laura, she's um, Muller, M-O-O-L-E-U. R.blogspot.co.uk or Muller on Twitter. Yes, follow her. She's great. So, yay. And Laura, when you're listening to this, when you've won the Commonwealth Games and the World Championships and everything like that, you can shout out to us, okay? Um, yeah, yeah, please do. Um, I would also hope that, you know, you'll, you'll give us an interview then. I yes, just, exactly, you know, yes I, exactly. I don't, I don't <gasps> feel like we should be getting more out of it than just a shout out if you know, we're sparing you onto Olympic glory. So, yes. yes. Um, um, also, you wanted to mention there's, there's some sort of a, a play uh, on in the UK for the Tour de oh, France yes, part, isn't there? If you're in England, I, I, so I went to Union Leeds, I lived in Leeds for, for years, and I love it. And they have one of the things that's great about Leeds is the West Yorkshire Playhouse, which is a really exciting theatre, does all sorts of brilliant productions. And 
to coincide with the Grand Depart of the Tour de France, they've got a play called Beryl, which is about the British multiple champion Beryl Burton. Um, it's the play that's um, been written by Maxine Peake. Maxine Peake is a fantastic British actress. Look up Maxine Peake. She's wonderful. And yeah, and it's an adaptation of the of the radio play that Maxine wrote that was on Radio 4 last year. So if you're anywhere near Leeds or Yorkshire or the Grand Depart, or you just want to really, Leeds is a great city, go to Leeds for the weekend. Oh God, yes. Have a good weekend in Leeds. And watch Beryl. It's great. West Yorkshire Playhouse. Go see. Cool. Um, I don't have any cycling-related plays to spruik. Uh, so I guess that means I'm done. Yes. Um, this week's racing, um, we have the Women's Tour of Thailand. I have no idea. If you have any idea, let me know. I can't find anything. Pretty, and, sure, yeah. pretty sure it is in Thailand, but we could be wrong about that because we've no. not been able to find any info. So, but, but two fantastic competitions this week, yeah? From the 9th to the 13th of April, we had the Energy Walk Tour. So this time mm. next week, expect Dan and I to be laughing about riders in the canal, bubbles, <laughs> wind, rain. It's on TV, people. Uh, well, there's 15 minutes every night at least on TV. I'll put up a post in our blog, prowomencycling.com. First European race of the season, always a really good one. I mean, this is basically... Um, this is the one where people who haven't ridden it for the first time go, oh, yeah, look at the course. It's all flat. It's going to be boring. It's in the windiest part of the Netherlands. Yes, yes. It's one of those ones, you know how when they talk about, like, the, the really big climbs, like in the Alps, where it's, you know, one metre vertical for every 10 metres horizontal or whatever? <laughs> um, this race is one of those ones where it's it's one metre forward for every three metres sideways, kind of. <laughs> or back. Yeah, or, or yeah. Kind of like I mean, it, when we say it's windy, we're talking, you know, everywhere else in the world, it's it's battened down the hatches, shutter the windows, hide in the, the safest room in the middle of the house, kind of windy. There they just call it wind, but, you know, everywhere yeah, else it's yeah, called gale force wind or... Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's happening this week from the 10th to the 13th is the Paris Cycling Track World Championships in Aguas Calientes. This is the first UCI level race since the Paralympics. Wow. And we, and I mean, the paracyclists, are, I mean, track racing is incredible, but if you, you have not lived until you've seen um, track para tandem racing, oh my God, it's sprinting, spr like normal sprinting takes quite a lot of bike handling skills. You're just doing this on a fucking tandem. Holy shit, it's amazing. So, yeah, so um, support our riders, all of our support the riders out there. Um, if you're Aussie and British, we've got a lot to support. And if you're Dutch too, mm. um, yeah, but they're just, it's and, fantastic. And absolutely worth the support too because bearing in mind as we've touched on previously these athletes don't get as many opportunities to ride um particularly at this 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 top international oh my level, god so, they don't at all yeah. i mean you know we, you're talking about people who still have to do the same amount of training the same amount of commitment the same amount of you know not going out on a friday night with your mates as as, as everyone else but they don't get to ride and they don't get to you know they don't get to race because there aren't the opportunities so when the opportunities do come along oh my god they're on fire they're just really mm. really athletes and yes um if i can find a way to follow it i'll of course share but it might just be a case of looking on twitter but we do have the likes of the amazing jody cundy and greta nymanus and all the aussies and people like that alex green um alexandra green all are amazing amazing tweet twitter people so i'll put something up on the blog how to follow it um with a yeah i'm not quite sure but hopefully we can help cool 
Awesome. Well, I, I guess that's uh, that's as good a point as any to, to take a pause and say, hey, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Flanders may be over, but the cobbles don't stop. Baby rock. <laughs> break of dawn or wooey drop or something. <laughs> this may be my best favourite finishing and favourite finish ever. Thank you. Thank you for listening.